you're hungry, because you're listening to Everybody Eats. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Everybody Eats. It's your host, Bensky Belazare. We got our co-host, Edom Ekpi, on the phone. And we're here with a special guest, Mr. Chris Chin. Not Christian, Mr. Chris Chin. So, you know, we got another alumni from Queens College. You know we love a QC alum. I'm always repping Queens College. Like, we produce some really amazing people. So, we just have another one here on today's episode. So, before we get into that, make sure you're following us on all platforms. On our Instagram page, that is at everybody underscore eats podcast. Uh, Twitter, that's at everybody underscore eats underscore um make sure that you're checking out our new merch that is coming out so that will be available on kiltystyles.com coming soon so stay tuned for that and we're about to uh launch on tiktok so those are some updates so let's get into today's episode so chris could you uh introduce yourself talk about what you do where you from and then we'll get into today's topic Gosh, gosh, gosh. Thank you for the introduction. And before I talk about me, I want to say shout outs to you guys because yes, QC alumni, we do a big, we do big things out here. I love what you guys are doing with the podcast. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Everybody each should share all the information. I really, I really love what you guys are doing. I'm glad I, I'm here to contribute to it. I uh-huh. appreciate the opportunity. So sure, I really appreciate that. So a little bit about me. I work with a full service financial marketing firm. Showing people how to save money in all different types of ways. Screw Wall Street, screw the IRS, and screw the lenders. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so what else? Uh, I forgot what else was to. No, so I was going to say, like, um, so I know for today's topic, uh, we're talking about life insurance, right? So um, to get into that discussion, um, what is what is life insurance? What what, what can what, if if someone who had, knows absolutely nothing about it, um, how would you describe it to them? I would say that simple, as simple as it is, it's a contract that is going to pay your family money to pr- replace your income. Should something happen to you, you know, if you die, your family gets a check. There's also situations where if you live, you can use it for living benefits. Mm. All right, so, so you can use that to protect your family, protect your business. If you have a business arrangement, you know, if something happens, you want to make sure that your business partners are taken care of. Yeah. So there's a bunch of different uses for it. But as simple as it is, it's a contract that's going to pay your family money. Okay, so uh, could you could you talk a little bit more about that? How is that set up? So, um, you know, you'll, you'll hear on commercials, uh, sometimes commercials for, for life insurance, you hear they have to pay a premium or like get life insurance for like 50 cents a day. Like how exactly, yeah. right? So you'll hear those things. Like how exactly does that actually like work? Like regarding payments, like where do you go to even get life insurance? Do you like, does it matter what kind of policies that you have? So as far as how does it work as far as that, you exchange monthly, Premiums, it's just like car insurance. Okay. So you're getting something in return for your monthly premiums. As long as you don't get into an accident in the car, like you're not mad about what you're paying for the premiums, right? I guess not. <laughs> right? It's the same yeah. situation with life insurance. Yeah. You're paying the premiums. If it, if it needs to be in use, 
you know, you want to make sure that it's it's actually in force at the same at the time when you need it. Yeah. So, so there's different. There's two different types. There's term, and then there's permanent insurance. Okay. So term would be like it's like renting. So you get it for 10, 20, 30 years. Permanent insurance is permanent. You know, you get it for the entirety of your life. Got it. Got it. So um, I know another uh, word for the permanent is the whole life, I believe. Got you. Well, that's actually one flavor of permanent. That's one flavor. Okay. So can you speak about that? Gotcha, man. So there's really two main flavors when it comes to permanent insurance. Yeah. There's whole life, and then there's universal life. That's a little bit of a newer concept that's come out. And one of the reasons why a lot of people push whole life is because, obviously, they want the idea of you want to have permanent insurance. You get permanent coverage, and it's also sold with the idea that you can build up some cash value inside of it, which is all true. Universal life is more of an upgraded version of whole life. Because with whole life, let's say you want to build up some cash value, the insurance companies will invest your money, they'll make 10%, and they'll give you back three. Mm. Universal life, you're seeing a lot more of what you're actually getting returns on. I know people who come back with 15% in, in terms of growth in their accounts. So it's a whole different flavors, whole different flavors for that. Got it, got it. So, Edom, do, do you have a question? So, like, if from your perspective, what do you think is maybe better, or what would you like? Which policy out of the two would you prefer to take out for yourself, and like why? Gotcha, gotcha. Well, personally, I have a universal life. In, specifically an index universal life insurance policy and essentially what that is if I was to break it down it's called an IUL index is a strategy of investing it's where you basically go up with the market to a cap but when the market goes down you're guaranteed to hit a floor of at least zero so you never lose money inside of that account the universal means it's flexible so I can add more if I want to at the end of each month or I can even cut back if money's looking tight for one month. And the life part just means it's life insurance. So if something happens to me, my beneficiary gets however much is, is in the account. The death benefit plus all the cash that I've accumulated inside of it. And it's all tax-free. So it's tax-free money. It's actually one of the best parts of life insurance. Okay, it sounds like an, an investment vehicle too. Well, not you know, I'm sure it's not the exact same. It's definitely not an investment vehicle, but the way that whole um, rising and then the break even at the floor of zero, that aspect of it sounds a lot like an investment vehicle, which is pretty dope. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of the clients that I use, they use it as a as a as a retirement vehicle because in a lot of the other options that they have, there's no there's not many ways to guarantee themselves protection against loss. Everybody wants to make money. Making money is great. But to me, it's more important to protect everything that we make. Because mm. I could make $100,000, but if I lose 50000 the next day, like, you know, does it really matter? I would rather lock in all my gains. Yeah, that's true. It's not, like you said, it's not always about how much money you make. Right? Like, when it comes to, like, saving, they say the same thing. Like, if it's not about how much money you make, but how much you save. 
right? So like exactly. similar, it's not necessarily about how much you make, because yeah, if you if you make it and then you spend it all the way, then all right, now nothing happened. But if you make it, you know, save, invest, right? Now you can have money working for you, money making money, right? So you're not just you know, uh, what's the word like? You're not just like squandering it <clears throat> and just like spending it and not keeping it and actually benefiting from making that money. Exactly. Now, there's three principles. Oh, I was going to say there's three principles. You want to grow your money, you want to not lose money, and you want to screw the IRS. You're not trying to pay as much in taxes. <laughs> but, but hey, you know what you were about to say? Oh, I just want to know, um, I, 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 maybe you covered it, it might have went over my head a little bit, but um, is there any way to make money from at least uh, any of these? Specifically, like what I want to know is can you make money out of like while you're living from the uh, universal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. You can use. Are you asking if you can use that money while you're still alive? Yes. Yeah. Correct. Yes. One hundred percent. You can. Okay. Cool. 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 Uh, you can either take out withdrawals. You can actually like withdraw the money, or you can take it out as a loan. One of the benefits oh. of, of taking it out as a loan is that there's some companies out there that with a loan rate of basically zero so you're just loaning it out and there's there's no interest on it and the policy is still accumulating money it's still growing it's like an interest-free loan like that's pretty awesome <laughs> yeah that's pretty dope actually that pretty cool. <laughs> there's there's no like you're not getting penalized at all um for doing that are you no the only thing I would say is the earlier you take it out, the less your money is going to grow. So if you want to count that as like a penalization or like, you know, but other than that, no. Okay. All right. That's real cool. I feel like most people don't know that. I had no idea about this a couple of years ago. Word. So that's real cool. One thing that um you said that I just briefly wanted to talk about was when he said, screw the IRS and I want to pay as much in taxes. Um, is that just reminds me of a conversation I had yesterday? I was I was playing ball, and then I started one of the um kids I was playing with. Like, uh, he started talking about um started talking about like the current uh tax laws and how they uh, benefit businesses. And then he was just like going on talking about um like oh yeah like it's not enough just to be making a hundred k like we gotta be, um have multiple streams of income and like obviously no that's my language right there right so when you start talking about <laughs> multiple streams of income so um we started getting into that conversation but anyway when he was talking about the tax laws and he was talking about like amazon big businesses not paying taxes and in my head i'm like yo right like people we spoke about this before in a different episode like people kind of have that misconception or they have i'll let me not say misconception but people a lot of times they have this idea of, or looking down on companies, corporations, or people for not paying a lot of taxes, um, you know, if they're making a lot of money. And, like, to me, the idea is just so interesting or weird because, like we mentioned before, like, a lot of these tax laws, yes, they benefit uh, business owners, but, like, there's ways to still benefit as a regular individual. Like, you don't necessarily need to have a business or per se, or you can, you could just start an LLC, but like there are ways that you too can take advantage and benefit from those same tax laws, right? It's not something that you have to like hate on or hate someone else for taking advantage of. Those laws are there 
So you could slash should be finding ways that you can say, hold on, let me set up an LLC for myself or let me get into the different type of retirement vehicle so you know I could put my money in this and watch it grow and maybe not have to pay taxes on it now or you know what I mean or you know let me start an LLC and let me get some tax cuts you know and tax deductions and things like that like no one wants to pay taxes right like that's not like my things like no one wants to pay taxes so if you can find a legal way to not pay taxes why wouldn't you like to me that's just the the that's just the mindset that i have so when you said that that just makes me this makes me go back to that conversation so that's my little that's my little right i had to get that off i had to get that off a lot of the times a lot of people don't understand how the tax laws work so you would see we're right on the ball on that. They mm -hmm. think that old corporations that are breaking the law, yeah. or they're scheming, and it's no, they just they understand the rules that are in place. Exactly. Exactly, right? So it's just it's just education. Like to be honest, I didn't understand like not until I looked deeper into it, I was in the same position. Like I didn't understand what they're doing and I just figured like every time you hear big companies not paying taxes, you just figure like, all right, you know, look at the look at the corrupt. You know what I mean? Like that was in my head. And then once I started learning like, yo, you could take especially once I started guilty and then, you know, I like my mentors are like, oh, you know, you could benefit from this, you could benefit from that. And I'm like, oh, snap like you know this is this is this is real game like this is it's not it's not anything illegal right if you decide to do something illegal now that's on you but the law itself or you know what i mean but the law itself and you know taking advantage of it that's not illegal so exactly 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 so i know one thing when it comes to like if people want to grow their money, one thing that I, I teach my clients all the time is how our money gets taxed when it's growing. Mm. There's only three ways they can get taxed. They can get taxed now. Yeah. They can get taxed later. That would be like tax deferred stuff. Yeah. Or it can get taxed. You can never get taxed on your gains. And there's only two ways to never get taxed on your gains. And what are they? A Roth, a Roth IRA. And, and cash accumulation inside of life insurance. Mm -hmm. Those are the only two ways to get tax-free money. So could you speak a little bit more on exactly how that works or how, like why or so? It's it's literally a chapter in the IRS book called 7702. 7702. Like, why? It's just because it's in the book. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like 401k and... 403B, those are tax codes. Yeah. Those mean tax deferred. That means tax later. Those aren't investments. So you can look up the IRS book and go to section 401K and that'll, it'll explain how the tax codes work for that. Like it's a tax code. Mm. Got it. I didn't know that. I didn't know that's how that worked. Everybody eats, bro. Everybody eats. <laughs> Everybody eats. Yeah, I was wondering. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Got it. But, yeah, I'll tell you that. That's the stuff they don't tell you. That's the stuff they don't tell you in school. But yeah. So do you do you uh, do you have anything else you want to uh, speak on about that, or like life insurance? Any other points you wanted to cover? Um, I guess I would say that. What, in my experience, what I've seen is that it's especially useful for cops, teachers, and firefighters, or anybody that has a pension. Mm. 
because I know a lot of the times when people have pensions, they're more inclined to take take the max payout, so they can get as much they can get the max amount that they want to collect when it's time for them to retire. Yeah. But should they pass away, that check stops coming in, so that leaves their family with no income. They have no pension income. Mm. So I know that one of the ways that I've you know seen a lot of a lot of the stuff work with people that have a pension is. They're allowed to take them. They can take the max payout, but they also have something in place for their family should they die prematurely. Got it. Got it. And a lot of people have insurance. Well, I can't even say a lot. Some people have insurance through their jobs. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. When I was a school bus driver, man, I had like $15,000 worth of coverage, you know, as life insurance. I was a school bus driver. Yeah. I didn't plan on dying in the bus. <laughs> you know, but... And if I didn't, nothing was gonna happen. Yeah, I would have to die at work. Got it, got it, got it. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what else there is to add. If you guys have any more questions, I'll gladly add on. But I think this is all really important stuff because growing up, I knew nothing about insurance, about wealth, about building money, about principal protection, none of this stuff. For sure, for sure. Ah, I'm not sure. And that's what we're doing here. Everybody eats, man. So uh, thank you for that. So um, right now we'll take a pause and then we'll come back to do the quote of the day and then our next segment. All right. So we're about to do our quote of the day. For today's episode so the quote i have this week i actually spoiled the original quote so i had to come up with this one it happens um so the quote is just because you took longer than others doesn't mean you failed gary v nope hey, yo, that was my first thought too nah just because you took longer than others doesn't mean you failed Obama? Nah, close. Can I can I get a Michelle? Nah. What you mean close? <laughs> How close can you get? I don't know, right? Does close mean he black? Does close mean he was a president? Uh he's black. <laughs> he's black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, damn, I, I don't know. Martin Luther? Nah, not Martin. I'm okay. I mean, I'm Malcolm. Nah, I'm Malcolm. Gandhi. Nah, you think you thinking too back? More recent. Uh, too far back. Too back. Can you give like a, a profession hint? He's a rapper. I don't know. He's an like Oprah. Jay Z. You said Oprah? <laughs> <laughs> nah, you use way, way too many guesses. You use way too many guesses. Nah, nah, nah. Wait, 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 wait. You got one more. You got one nah, more. Stop. What are you doing? Bro, you already named like half the black people, bro. Like, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, rapper. Yeah, one more. Stop. All right, all right. I'm going with with Hope. Nah, you already said Jay Z already. It's Nipsey, Nipsey oh, Hustle. Nipsey Hustle. I'm so loser, bro, as you can see. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was Nipsey Hustle, so 
Um, That's crazy. I, I saw that quote the other day. It was on my page, so I saved it. I'm at a loss for words right now. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I saw it on I saw it on my on my timeline the other day, and I saved it because um, it's just something personally something I've just been thinking about a lot is just the idea of patience. Um, like I'll just a lot of times in life, whether it's in business or just things in life, like I feel like we, um, we want things, we want, everyone wants things right away or wants them fast for the most part, you know, you want, you want something done as quick as possible. But then like when you really have to just sit there and, um, you know, like just grind it out, it kind of just gives you a little bit more respect for it. And you just learn to really love the process. Um, and that's just loving the process. That's a whole different topic I could talk about, but that kind of just ties into of, like when you start to, you spoke about on one episode called Love and the Grind. I think that's like episode five. But we talk about like when you start to like if you're creative or if you if you have a career, if you're creative, if you have a brand. Like it, when once you start to really love what you do and you start to really love the process of creating and distributing and just like actually creating and giving, giving and bringing value to other people. Once you start to really love that it doesn't matter how long it takes, for example, to, if you say like, oh, I wanna get a million dollars, it doesn't matter how long it takes you to get a million dollars if you really love the process, right? Because you should be doing it for the love of the process, not for the money, you know? If you're motivated by money and say you don't get your your financial goals, you're gonna, what, you're gonna be discouraged, right? No, but if you really love the process, if you really love doing what it, you know, love actually, you know, the genuine feel of, you know, bringing value or creating and doing whatever, then it doesn't matter how long it takes for you to be quote unquote, you know, successful or how you, you know, uh, quantify that or to reach your financial goals because you're doing it for the love, uh, the love of it. What was, so, what was the quote again? Um, let's go back. Just because you took longer than others doesn't mean you failed. Yeah, you're 100% right on that. Yeah, that goes back to his uh, like theme of the marathon and everything. So I really like that actually. Yeah, exactly, man. Marathon continues. So it doesn't it doesn't matter how long it takes. Like something like it's just so easy, so quick. Like uh, Gary V, you have to bring him back, but he had a, he had a post where he was talking about like, yo, um, if I see another uh, millennial say that I'm like I'm gonna be a millionaire or something like that before um, the age of thirty, I'm gonna slap him. Right. And then I was cheesing. But then when he went back to um, when he when he went to go talk more about it, he was saying how, like, if you really love if you really love what you do, it doesn't matter how long it takes you to be, like become a millionaire, so to speak. Right. Like if you're doing it to have a financial goal, what if you don't reach that financial goal by 30? Like then you're going to be like discouraged. But no, it's like. Love the game, love the process, love the grind, love all of it, and it doesn't matter how long it takes. So, nah, yeah, yeah, definitely facts. I love that. Sure. Challenges actually like what they want to do. I really, actually, that's like a, it's bad, funny. I actually didn't, surprise, I didn't see that, but that's facts, you know, because a lot of people, if you make money your goal instead of the, 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 what is it, the idea or the process, then you yeah. just end up like, are you really behind it? Like, let's say I want the clothing line to make us a mill in like, or uh, this this podcast to make us a mill in like three months, you know? In three months, like, will I still not love the podcast, love doing this, coming and meeting with you every week with different people? Then, so. Exactly, exactly. So, um, so that's what that means to me. I, I really, I really like that quote. So, 
we'll take a pause here and then we'll go into our last segment. All right, we're here for the last segment of today's episode. So we're going to go back to talk about more about the financial literacy. So to end it off, we want to talk, uh, or Chris wants to start mentioning the financial foundations, and then we'll go into financial mindset. So important financial foundations for you to have um, when you're making money, right? If you have a job, how should you be setting up, say, um how you should be setting up your money, like whether it comes in like in accounts, investments, and things like that. So Chris will start us off, and then we'll go from there. Got you. So one of the things that I had learned in the way that I was taught to structure things out when I'm helping people with their accounts is you want to start off like do like building blocks. So obviously the the base level, the first building block is a budget. Mm-hmm. Everybody should know how to do their own budget. They should know what's coming in, what's going out. And, and like just that, as simple as that. What's coming in and what's going out? Where's your money going? And where's it coming from? Yeah, that's really important. Um, to be honest, that's something that um I should get better at, but it's something that I've been, you know, I just been procrastinating unfortunately but it's something that i know i need to get definitely more um in control of and definitely easier and it's funny because i did it for nabo when i was treasure um i did it for nabo like handling that budget and like i thought it was so complicated like i don't know you know people you have you put in these mindsets in your head that right that things are hard or complicated until you actually start to do it and realize it's really not that that hard um so i was able to do it you know, exactly. So I was able to do it for NABA um, and then, you know, Kilty Styles podcast, I was able to do it. So, but it's like my personal finances, I find myself like slacking on doing that. But it's just a really smart way. Like I, to me, I, I still track like my statements and stuff like that. Getting into that habit of knowing how much did I spend? Where did I spend it? You know, because if you're not doing that, right, it's easy to just spend money, like, you know, spend money here, there and not even realizing, like, yo, like, I just, you know, my check came in and then it just went out. Like, yeah, because you're not, you know, in charge and you're not really looking at your finances, right? And to add another thing, sorry, this is what I saw on social media this week um, on Instagram. Someone was talking about, yo, print out, if you have a credit card, debit card, right? You get statements every month. They're like, yo, print that out and highlight everything that, everything that was a necessity, Right? And then what you'll be left with is all your entertainment, so to speak, or, um, you know, your your entertainment budget, so to speak, right? So if you highlight or you could, you know, reverse it. So, for example, if you have a credit card, a debit card, if you paid, you know, for groceries or you pay for gas, those are necessities. But then if you see that you have, like, maybe, like, four Uber trips that maybe you didn't need or you have, you know, some food that... You know, maybe you went out and bought food. And if you start to look at all that, you're like, they're like, yo, you'll start to see where your money's coming and where it's going. And from there, you'll be able to budget um, your money better. So that's just a tip that I heard. Um, I saw this week. No, that's a solid one. I like that. Being able to print out your own statements and just look at look at all the outgoing. Yeah, like force yourself. Like, look at it. Look at it. Like you'll be forced to like really sit down with it. Because I mean, I've I've experienced this. There's been times where like some people don't want to look at their bank statements or don't they don't want to see how much money they have in the bank. Like some people generally that makes them uncomfortable, right? And if you if you're uncomfortable doing that, then guess what? Right? 
If you're not, you're going to be spending money and you're not going to be looking at it because you're going to be like, I don't, I don't want to look at my, I don't want to see where it's going. Like, I'm afraid to look at my account. Like, no, it's important to look, be looking at your account and being, you know, uh, paying, tra um, keeping track of where you're spending your money. That's important. That's what you should be doing. Right. Like, yeah, it takes out, it, you know, it takes a little bit more time, but you'll start to be able to say, Hey, I can save money here. I can spend less money here. Or I shouldn't be spending this much money on Uber. I shouldn't be spending this much money eating out. I shouldn't be spending this much money, you know, getting drinks with my friends. Like, how about I spend less here and then maybe I could use that money to, you know, just save to have for a rainy day, like we spoke about before. Or let me use this money to invest. Let me use this money to start a podcast or a business or this or that. Right? So it's all about just like changing that, you know, changing the narrative. Everybody eats, right? Changing that, that mindset of like, don't be afraid to look at your financials. Like, don't don't be afraid. <laughs> and on that, I'm going to say something. I don't know. Some people might not like me for saying it, but I'm going to say it anyway. I think what that comes down to a lot of the times is the mindset behind it. A lot of people that I've seen, I've personally seen this when, when they're afraid to look at their bank statements or they just spend money willy nilly and they don't really care. A lot of the times it's because they have, they have no, no vision. They have no goals. That's they have true. nothing that they're moving towards. That's true. So they don't care. That's true. When you have a financial goal, it's easier to definitely save money and be more conscious of that. I've definitely realized that. All right. Cause I remember like in high school, Night school when I, I had a summer job and then right when I come back for, for school I'm spending all that money on um, Chinese food fries and McDonald's so like literally that was all where my money went to I, I was like I, it came and it went I wasn't saving but it was high school I wasn't thinking about that then once I got into college <clears throat> and things started to be a little bit more serious bills started to add up and definitely now and like now that I have financial goals and plans, now it's like, all right, nah, like I have to be more conscious of when, how, and where um, I'm spending. I'm spending my money. Bro, I was in the same predicament when I first got started with my firm. I did my own financial review. I was working at the mall. I was making like I think like two G's a month. My expenses was like seven hundred bucks a month, and I had like like five hundred dollars in the bank yeah i had like all my money was going towards food like i was spending all of it on food transportation and entertainment yeah all of it i had no vision i had no no plans for the future and it showed in my bank account because it was basically empty for sure for sure <laughs> vision and discipline you know like yeah. yeah on top of having you know vision like you just the discipline to be like, hey, I don't need this. You know, I don't need to take this Uber from from point A to point B when I could probably, you know, who knows, walk it out for. I just take minutes, the bus, you know, yeah, or, something like that. Or take the bus, even. Yeah, some people just don't like taking the bus. Like, oh, I'm not taking Uber. You know, that that to me is a little like I kind of look at you funny because the way I see it, <laughs> I see it like monetary. It's like, yo, let, like I'm, I'm really real here. Like, yo, I could spend this you know, uh, $7 Uber or like, all right. So Uber to, to college from uh, my house to, um, to Queens is like, it can range between 25 bucks and, and 40, yeah, it's like you know, a solid 40 30. bucks. Yeah. And you know, instead I can just hit a 275 record, you know, bus ride and then, and, and go listen to a whole new album or a podcast or something on the bus for about 45 minutes to an hour, you know, and then that's a whole, that's a whole 40, um, 
whole forty dollars in my pocket. You know, I kind of view money kind of really funny in a sense. Like, let's say I, for Long Islanders, you know, listening, you know, minimum wage is twelve dollars, and in Queens it's fifteen. So the way I see it is, if I spend that forty dollars to go catch an Uber one way, you know, that's that's like a a, a four hour shift in Long Island. And like a three hour, you know, they don't have three hour shifts, but that's like about a three hour shift if I'm working in Queens. That makes no sense. Why would I do that? You know, instead I'll just spend a total of five fifty on a metro card and then you know sit on a bus. You know, just you know rock do your own thing. You know, just make those sacrifices. Nah, for sure. Don't do that. Nah, for sure. And even in food, in food, you have food at home. Issue where like when I was working a lot. When I was working a lot, all of a sudden I had no food at home. You know, I'd be like, "Yo, there's no food at home." Oh, well, gotta order go go order some uh, uh some wings or some Domino's or some uh, Chinese food. And then you know, when you really just sit back and realize, like, hey, you know, we do have food, and the uh, the eighteen dollars I'm spending on Uber Eats, and five of that comes from delivery charge, I can just go and either walk there and get the food myself, or or go and prepare and you know make some food myself and and save that. And on top of that, at the end of the day, if you're making food at home, you know, nine times or 10 out of 10 times, it's going to be healthier than whatever you're eating outside. So there's two benefits there. You know, your wallet's going to thank you and, you know, your health is better in the long run. So that's how I see it personally. Nah, for sure. You made some really valid points there, man. We could have like three different discussions about all that, but I think like the, the the biggest things when you said make your food like one there's always rice at home right I know you got rice at home <laughs> there's rice at home your mama said it your dad said it there's rice at home right and then two just like like you said just like um I've, I've noticed it's just easy I'm guilty at work like it's easy to just buy food at work or go out for lunch but if you just prep your own food like you'll save money and it's most likely healthier. Um, and then, like Edom also said, a lot of it comes with just discipline, right? Making those sacrifices, making those decisions, discipline yourself to say, yeah, let me just go spend, like, let me do spend, uh, you said, like, 550 or whatever, like, 275 depending on the distance, to, you know, you know, get there in an hour instead of paying the $30 to get there in, like, 10 You know what I mean? Like, unless you're in a rush or you have a good excuse, right? Sure, you know, there's time to use the Uber, but realistically, if you have a financial goal, you shouldn't be spending that money. You could be taking the longer way, save that money, and then, like even said, listen to a podcast, do something productive in that meantime, right? And that that's just the mindset that we have to change of, you know, this is how you build. It starts small, right? Like, you know, maybe saving $10 here, saving $5 here, but when you add those up, right, eventually you can reach a goal. You can set a goal and then you can reach it. And then that money will add up and you can use it for whatever investment vehicle or you know, idea that you have. So like the way I see it also, like for every for every like wasted purchase or like, you know, like frivolous purchase for every like four or five of them, the one I spend my money on is all the more worth it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like one thing I, I told Bensky this one day, like definitely like um what was it? Our phrase was delay the purchase. Yeah, I was just about to say, delay, delay the purchase. I was just about to say that. Like, one thing that, you know, um, you and I have been saying, honestly, for the past couple of years, it's like, there's been a bunch of times where I see something on Amazon, I see something online that I want to buy. And I'm like, do I really need it? 
let me delay the purchase. And I think that's just like my procrastination hitting too. So I think procrastination is good, right? This is where procrastination help, helps out. So I'll be like, nah, I'll just buy it later. I'll buy it later. And then usually what ends up happening is like one, I end up, eh, I don't actually really need it. Or two, I'll end up find, finding it for like a better price later on. You know, so it's like, if it's to me, if it's not a necessity, right? Yeah, just delay the purchase. I'll find it eventually. Or maybe a lot of times, it's like later on when I bought it, I bought like a better version. So like if I wanted just like, like pants, right? I'd be like, ah, oh, I just want to use like these pretty cool jeans. And then I'll be like, ah, oh, let me wait till later. And then later on, I'll actually find like a cooler pair of jeans. I'm like, hey, lit, let me go get that instead. <laughs> so, um, I think one cent. Yeah, and that's that's all still on uh, budgeting. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that was like the first block. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, I don't want to rush, but like, what are the uh, what, what are the other ones? Uh, I would say the now we really dived in on that one, but that's good because that's really where it all starts. Nah, I would say sure. the second one after that would be proper protection. Okay. Meaning. So, Meaning insurance. You okay. need to have insurance for your family. Even yeah. if you have a family, especially, but even if you don't have a family, like, are there people that you want to take care of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there anybody that's supporting you? Who are you supporting, you know? Yeah. You want to make sure that if something happens, they're taken care of, so you don't have to worry about that. And obviously, money doesn't replace the life of somebody. We know that. But it makes it a little bit easier because that's one less thing that they have to worry about. Yeah. So proper protection is the second one on the building blocks. I would say right after that is debt elimination. Debt elimination. Okay. Yeah. Because it's really hard to... You ever try to fill up a bucket with holes in it? (laughs) Nah, I know exactly what you mean. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty inefficient. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to build wealth if you owe people money. Yeah, yeah. Now, there's great ways to use debt for your to your advantage, but at the end of the day, we, we want to get rid of it. We don't yeah. want to stay in debt. No. <laughs> exactly, and you want to be careful on what kind of debt that you put on. Um, that's just that's just something that, uh, a decision I'm thinking about, for example, just like grad school, right? So, um, like, it seems sounds like a good idea. Um, and, like, obviously there are a lot of factors, but one fact that I'm really considering is, like, hey, like, I don't look forward to getting into any debt for schooling. Um, or that type of debt, you know what I mean? Like, if I'm getting into a debt for something, I'd rather get in debt like a mortgage, right? A mortgage or, you know, or property, you know what I mean? To me, I'm like, that's cooler debt, right? <laughs> that's good That's good debt because I'm actually only like, I'm going to own something that's going to give me income, passive income. You know what I mean? Like, grad degree is great, but like, I can't pass on a degree to my child and a degree is not going to be giving me monthly income, right? So... The, um, just when you say different types of debt, that's just like, you know, an example that I'm thinking of. Yeah, that's a great example of it. Yeah. And don't eliminate your credit card debt with another credit card. <laughs> I, know, I, I know somebody who's done that, and I think it's the, the, the dumbest thing you could do. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he gave you, I don't know, like, I don't know why you have enough money for this in the first place. Um, <laughs> and yeah, you're, you're going to live your life in debt. You know, I know someone who's like, uh, they're like a couple, I think mean, I want to say between 80,000 and $200,000 in credit card debt. And they're like a year, 23. God, oh, year old. God, oh, I got it under control. They keep saying, I'm like, bro, you opening up 
you're trying to pay off your first credit card with like 15% interest with another credit card that charges you 26% interest and that like come on bro numbers but honestly like definitely like if if you can really avoid if you can want to pay off your debt and then just really avoid getting into debt it will put you at just such a better advantage financially for just for your personal goals just to just make things like that's one less bill you have to pay that's one less place where money is going where it's just definitely you know, some that is seem unfortunately like say student loans. Like a lot of people have that's just a, you know a reality, right? So if you have that, that's understandable. But when it comes to credit card debt and things like that, like just don't purchase it unless you have the money for it, right? Pay off your credit card. Then we'll probably have to do a whole different credit card episode. But we've covered you know as, aspects of it in you know this and previous episodes. Just if you can't buy it twice, don't buy it. You can't buy it twice, don't buy it. All right, so that elimination, so, so then number four? Number four would be having an emergency fund. Emergency Normally, fund. I would, I would recommend and we would try and help our clients get to at least six months worth of income. Mm-hmm. Just to have that lying in the bank. Uh, yeah, we spoke about that. We spoke about that before, definitely. And that's just an important matter of just having money there you know just in case because you never know what can happen in life you never know um you know god forbid you know uh either the checks don't hit you know what i mean so like <laughs> you know the checks ain't hit like you need you need something you need something there so exactly exactly we don't know what happens you might be driving all four tires blow up at the same time yeah <laughs> you never know you never know Right. So emergency fund is critical, mm-hmm. and then the last one I would say is the long term savings. Long term savings. So this would be things like your your investments, your retirement accounts, you know your properties, all of that stuff. All your long term stuff comes last. Got it. Got it. To have a solid foundation, I would say, because I want to make sure that when I sit with somebody personally, the way that we do it is we want to make sure all those things are taken care of. I mean, if we could do it at the same time, that would be great. Yeah. But if not, then that's that's the building blocks to make sure that it's done right. Got it, got it. So, I have a, like, um, are the building blocks, all five of those, um, are they in that order that you gave us? Or like, one, two, three, four, five, um, exactly in that order, one after the other? Should we follow those like that? I mean, I'm not going to say yes or no. I would. Yeah. Like obviously, everybody has different priorities. If somebody doesn't have debt, then they're not going to worry about other three. Yeah, yeah, true, true. You know, if they have enough money in the bank and they they don't need to increase the emergency fund, then all right, they can focus more on getting rid of their debt or making sure that they have insurance. True, true. You know, it depends on where you are in that point in time. If you have nothing going for you, then that's the order we're going to build it up in. Got it. But if you have stuff already happening for you, well, then how can we strengthen that and also improve on your weaker areas? Got it, got it. For sure. So, um, so how about we go over? Could you say? Could you repeat those for the listeners? What are the five? Gotcha. So one more time for everybody who's listening. The first thing that we're going to do for the building blocks is establish a budget. Establish a budget. Get your money right. Show those checks to hit. (laughs) The second thing is proper protection. We want to make sure that 
if something happens to you in a worst case scenario, you know, your family is protected. They don't have to worry about income because insurance is more income protection than anything else. If two adults with a family, you know, especially in New York, they want to live together and just make a living out here. If one of those incomes is gone, the other person now has to make up for that. They got to put on, you know, that, that, they got to download the Uber app or they got to put on that orange apron and go to Home Depot. You know, we want to try and minimize that. You don't want them to affect it. You don't want to affect their quality of life too much. Exactly. So we have make a budget, protect, uh, protect, uh, income protection or just protection, right? You want to make sure that you're looking out for your family, loved ones, business, whatever, you know, whatever you care yes. about. Yeah, so next is debt elimination. Get out of debt as fast as possible. Get out of debt as fast as possible. Build up that emergency fund so you have six months worth of income. Get that emergency fund just in case. And number five. Just in case money. That just in case money. And then let's let's go crazy with our long term savings. Let's go crazy with our investments. Let's make our money make money. All right. And let's build long generational wealth. That that number five that applies to everybody. Whether you know we were talking about how it may have, some of these may apply to some people or not, depending if you're in debt and this and the third. But number five, that long term investments that is apply that applies to everybody. Whatever stage that you're in financially, right? You could be just now saving, or you could have a million. You're still going to be looking for long term um, investments and things like that. So those are the five tips, five financial foundations. Um, so I think that was, that's really helpful. I definitely learned a lot. I think this is definitely you can never hear too much financial literacy. Like it should like it shouldn't be looked at as like looked at as like a special topic that you know people talk about. Like only this certain type of people talk about financial literacy. No, I think financial literacy has to be a conversation that we have all the time on the regular. The same way that you know people are quick to talk pop culture, rap music, you know what's later in sports and things like that. I think financial literacy should be there where we're bouncing off ideas. Did you know this? Did you know that? Like before Chris, you're talking about new laws. That should be the type of conversation that we should be having regularly, right? With between each other, with our you know. Um, older generations younger generations like that should just be a type of conversation so you know you're you know you're on your toes you know you know how to take care of your money what to do with your money and just set yourself up set yourself up set your family up set your generations up and so everybody can eat so we appreciate you chris for coming on today's episode appreciate you talking about this i think it's definitely important and you can like i said you can never hear it too many times so Thank you for Thank joining you. us. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I really appreciate this. Though. I want to share the message. I love what you guys are doing. I love listening to the podcast. I'm, I'm excited to see what comes in the next few years from you guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. So on that note, how can people reach out to you? They want to learn more, get some more tips, more advice. Got you. Uh, you guys can hit me up on Instagram. It's Chris Chin, C-H-R-I-S-C-H-I-N underscore not underscore christian c-h-r-i-s-t-i-a-n because my name is chris chin it's not christian it's two words <laughs> for sure for sure so that's how they can reach out um so remember for all those following just to give updates of what's coming down the pipeline so stay tuned for some great episodes for the month of march 
Um, make sure they're following us on all platforms. Like I said, uh, we are going to be out on TikTok soon. By the time this episode drops, um, I'm looking to start a quick little series or just drop some videos on Instagram and on TikTok of um, just an addition of dropping advice and things that I've learned about entrepreneurship um, in my young entrepreneur uh, career. I've noticed that um, just talking to people either on you know where we are you know, in, the, in their career or in their brand building, we face similar issues or we're going through similar problems or maybe, you know, we have similar goals or I just notice a lot of conversation and I want to be able to give back um, as an addition extension of the podcast to just talk about things I've learned in my one year career, especially to help those who are looking to start building a brand, start a business, a hobby, start selling something, um, just some tips, um, specific piece, uh, piece, uh, pieces of advice. So that might drop before this episode goes. Any other housekeeping items, make sure you're following. Um, if you're interested in getting an Everybody Eats hoodie, we are collabing with our boy Sosa from Hood Royalties. We have these navy blue and gold Everybody Eats hoodies. They're on the, the Instagram page. The best part about them, satin hoods. So you okay. know Sosa, Sosa's been working. He's been putting out some amazing products, so we definitely have to collab. So we have satin hood hoodies, right? Perfect for your waves, perfect for your hair, your, your braids, whatever type of hair you got, male, female, whatever, whatever type of hair that you have, you know that satin feels lovely. Plus we got sweatpants coming with satin pockets, so when you put your hands in, you don't want to take them out. So okay. shout out to Sosa. So we have those, those are available. Um, they will be available on KiltyStyles.com. Um, hopefully by the time this episode drops. So stay tuned. Um, and shout out to shout out to The Perfect Play. Um, went to their event last Saturday. Um, Kill All Doubt, that was a really amazing episode. Hopefully we'll get them um, on podcast soon so we can interview people there at The Perfect Play. Um, those are all my housekeeper items. It's your host, Fensky Belazare. Thank you, Dan Chris. Thank you, Edom. Everybody eats. See you guys next time.